Konnichiwa and welcome to Delving into Asian Psyches, the podcast in which we investigate the pasts, presents and futures of psychology in the Indo-Pacific. My name is Robin Weber and today I'm joined by Miyuki Matsumoto from Japan. So as always, I like to start the episodes by telling you about today's researcher. Miyuki is an affiliate at Nagoya University at the Center for Higher Education, from which she has also received her PhD in psychology. In the meantime, she's also lived in India for several years, where she has also completed a fellowship in Bangalore. Since then, she has returned to Japan, however, as a professor at Aichi Mizu Junior College. In her research, she focuses on social, organizational, and educational psychology, and written extensively on cross-cultural adaptation in expats, and has also done comparative studies on classroom management between Japan and India. Most recently, though, she's focused on the mental health aspect as well in schools and workplaces as a whole. Japan now it is a country that has made its name uh, worldwide. Uh, what I find very interesting is that it's one of the most urbanized and ethnically homogenous countries in the world and also holds the title for the oldest monarchy dating back to the 6th century. Culturally, the country ranks among the most secular societies, but at the same time, it is also home to endemic religious beliefs such as Shintoism, but also has impacted Zen Buddhism significantly. Now, with that information I've given, I would also like to introduce you to today's guest now. And Miyuki, thank you so much for joining in and being on the podcast. Okay, thank you. My name is Miyuki Matsumoto. Thank you for inviting me today. It is a pleasure, for sure. Now uh, we can get into the conversation. And as I always like to do, uh, have a look back. And I think that is very interesting for, in the case of Japan, uh, as it has a long-standing history in psychology dating back even to the ending of 19th century mm -hmm. when psychology started worldwide, really. And my question to, to you would be is, how did that came to be that it emerged and why it also came in so early? Mm, I see. Um, and psychology uh, was, born, was born in Japan uh, during the late 90s and early 20th centuries, influenced by Western ideas and knowledges. Uh, throughout the early 20th century, Psychology expanded its reach and shared, permitting various fields, including education and the industry. The economic growth in the past war uh, included the need to improve workplace uh, productivity and the well-being of workers, leading the engagement of industrial psychology. Uh, psychology continues to evolve in Japan, encompassing diverse fields, diverse fields and uh, addressing contemporary challenges. It remains a 
vitality spring, contributing to various aspects of Japanese society and culture. Mm. Yeah, so it did really look back、um, on a long time, and、mm. of course, a lot has happened in, in this time、uh, or in this progress. Could you also expand a little bit how did it transform from back then、uh, over the course to now? Yeah. Psychology is a practical applicant had been, have been instrumental in various fields with Japanese society, I think. So, educational psychology has been Vital in improving teaching methods and creating、uh, conductive、uh, learning environments for students. And、uh, also, counseling, sorry, counseling and clinical psychology have、uh, played circular rules in addressing mental health issues and providing therapeutic support to those in need. Uh, moreover, psychology has a diverse field into specialized subfields such as health psychology,、um, positive psychology, and cross cultural psychology.、And、these areas have provided deeper insight, insights into human well being and have contributed to the overall betterment of individuals and communities. I see and find it very fascinating that you're focusing on these aspects of education and also cross culturalism.、Uh, I just once had a lesson on psychology and Japan, and those were actually two very main areas that I've learned influenced、uh, psychology's path in Japan.、Um, so, since you are、um, very deep in this field, I would be interested in hearing more what the main fields、um, or what also the motivations for the focus on these topics in the research came from.、Uh, my research identity is in industrial organizational psychology. Industrial organizational psychology. And it has played a significant role in psychological research,、uh, focusing on Understanding and improving psychological processes and behaviors within organizations and workplaces in Japan. Over the years,、uh, this field has made various contributions in several key areas. First, as first it has contributed to the enhancement of workers' well being and productivity. By studying the workplace environment and organizational culture,、uh, researchers have identified methods to boost、uh, employee motivation and job satisfaction, leading to increased productivity and overall happiness in the workplace. And secondly, industrial and organizational psychology has been instrumental in the Study and development of effective leadership by leadership skills and traits and valuable insights has been gained to foster the growth or growth to expectial leaders and facilitate 
efficient organizational management. And thirdly, the field has the divide into dynamic of teamwork and group collaboration. Understanding how teams function and communicate has been crucial in forming effective teams, promoting achieving organizational success. Moreover, industrial and organizational psychology has actively addressed stress management and workplace health. By studying stresses and providing psychological support, efforts have been made to create healthier work environments that foster both physical and mental well-being. Okay, right. This is the area that is very close to heart to you. And also when we look at the like your life's history, I f- find it fascinating how it connects to you in a sense. Could you expand on how your psychological research has also coincided with uh, your life choices, for example, in going abroad and studying cross-culturally? Yes. My, my past in research interest has, uh, was on workplace stress and uh, stress coping among nurses and teachers. And I was interested in what it takes for workers to keep working successfully, uh, probably because I don't like working very much. <laughs> and, uh, one of the biggest changes in my life was uh, my husband's exploitation to India. And uh, initially has uh, nothing to do with research there. And I thought my research career was over. Uh, but my stay in India was a wonderful experience. And the most wonderful thing, uh, things were that my family was able to live together. However, as my stay in the country became longer and longer, I became more and more impatient with the prospect of not being able to do research. I wondered if my career could end here. So I decided to go back to the university and do research again. So I went to Christ University in Bangalore. I met a lot of different researchers, had a lot of experience, and most importantly, achieved a lot of research results. So my research at Christ University focused on what factors influence cross-cultural adjustment among among Japanese expatriate wives. I was also expatriate's wife, so this was a subject that interested me from my own experience. What we found from this study is that cross-cultural adjustment of expatriate wives abroad is defined by local social support and language skills. In addition, those who are highly interculturally adjusted has a sense of career development. Wonderful, yeah. I like this research a lot. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
I I know you've uh, not written more about this, but um, could you try to tell us a bit more in how do you understand cross-cultural adjustment? Like what factors go into this term, and also what makes like you've you've mentioned the social support and language skills. How does that translate into real life? Like, how can you measure the social support mm. or that someone has good language skills? Mm. Yeah, it's a skills. I use these skills. And so mm -hmm. mm, I do quantitative research there. Many wives, many wives cooperated me <laughs> mm. and I can do research there. I understand. Mm -hmm. And so, as you've described it, um, you were also in the, basically in the same situation as the, mm -hmm. as the people that you've done research on. Mm -hmm. How was that feeling for you to, um, be involved with this? Like, did you see yourself in your data? Mm -hmm. I think. Most most important thing is I think it's a local social support. So if they had local social support, they can adjust their life in abroad. It's very important. And the second is language skill. I think language skill is very important. But if people Got good social support from the from local people. They can't adjust easily. Okay, I see. Have a good yeah. mental health. <laughs> mm, I think. I right. Think so. that, that's what it it um, leads to ultimately, right? And mm -hmm. I think from going through that paper, I also saw that the general happiness is something that is really influential in mm -hmm. how well people can adapt. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, but that was just one part of your life and now you are back in Japan. Yes, yes. So, of course, I would also love to hear on what you're personally focused on at the moment now. Okay, thank you. So, uh, my current topic is our, our career development as it related to working. I'm, I'm interested in identifying factors and influence the career de development of elementary school teachers. So, um, because Japanese elementary teachers face several challenges in their profession. Uh, firstly, they often must deal with a high workload and long working hours which can lead to stress and uh, imbalance between work and personal life. And another issue is a struggle to accommodate diversity with the increasing multi, uh, multiculturalism in Japan. Teachers, well, teachers may found, find in challenging to cater to the needs of foreign students or they are from different culture backgrounds. Moreover, the education system's heavy focus on evaluating and testing 
can result in a narrow teaching approach that neglects students' creativity and holistic development. As a rigid educational system in Japan can hinder teachers from implicating innovative teaching methods, limiting their ability to adapt to challenging educational needs. Lastly, the declining birth rates in certain areas are problem as the number of students decreases, leading to difficulty, difficulties in teacher allocation. Some teachers also express dissatisfaction with their salaries, uh, affecting the attractiveness of the teaching profession. To improve the education system, it's essential to address their issues and create a more supportive and flexible environment for teachers and students alike. Oh, wow. <laughs> if I may dig a little deeper at this mm. point, I've, because, um, of course, the, the high workload, I think that's very well known about mm. Japan, and it's yes. interesting to see it mm. also in your work in the teaching area. Yes. Could you explain how does that look um, in the work of a teacher? How does the high workload come to be? Yes, yes. So... You mentioned Japanese theater is now they have a very big problem because high workload and long time working hours. So I think this problem is because elementary school teachers has many roles in schools, many role, roles in schools in Japan. So I I want to know how to separate rules in elementary schools. If separate rules, teachers can work schools more successfully, I think. Okay, yeah. So I, I think what um, plays into that is that they're not just teaching, but they also seen as kind of a leader in non-academic mm -hmm. tasks, right, that are outside of the classroom. Yes, yes, that's, that's right. So that's that's problem in Japan. All right. <laughs> and, and the other topic that you have touched upon is the issue of uh, diversity and multiculturalism, which I find very surprising as... Usually, um, Japan counts for this very homogenous country um, mm. that is very focused on the Japanese. But now, as you're saying, it's, it is mixing more in recent years. Is, is that the case? And how do you see that in teaching? Hmm. Uh, foreign student is increasing in Japan. So now teachers have to struggle that problem. And also disability students. Inclusive education for disability student needs is increasing in Japan. Yeah, another my research topic is inclusive education and regular classes in Japan. 
Mm, okay, so that is also something that is um, getting more uh, attention now, does it seem? Yes. So <laughs> we have now uh, touched on several um, challenges and problems that Japan is facing in, in this sector. I also would like to turn now to some possible solutions that you have also included in your work. Um, so what is your argument how Japan could face these topics? Yes, yes. Uh, Japan conducts extensive research in psychology. Psychology is very powerful. So I think Japan uh, conducts extensive research in psychology and its insight contributes to uh, society's well-being and happiness. Psychology continues to involve in Japan, playing a vital role in individuals' lives and society's improvement. Firstly, uh, there is an increasing focus on mental health in Japanese society. Uh, people are becoming, becoming more awake of stress and mental well-being, leading to higher demand for psychological knowledge and services. And secondly, the importance of psychology in education is being recognized. Schools are making efforts to consider students' mental health and provide learning support. Counseling service and educational problems are becoming more prevalent. Sadly, mental health initiatives are being strengthened due to issues like overwork-related suicide. Companies and government are prioritizing stress checks and improving mental health support. Moreover, online psychological services such as psychotherapy and counseling has become more popular. The COVID-19 pandemic has accelerated the adopting of online platforms, allowing people to access psychological services, irrespective of geographical constructs. And lastly, psychology is being widely applied in various fields, including healthcare, education, business, and sports. Psychological approaches are being used to enhance the well-being and happiness of individuals and organizations. Okay, thank you for that insight as well. And I think it, yeah, it really is important to look not only on the sides that are not going well, but also where it can improve and having this, saving this positive outlook. If we go beyond the field of psychology for a moment, how do you see these issues of uh, mental health? being discussed in the general public, mm -hmm. as that, of course, is also the other important side to that mm -hmm. uh, action. Yes, it's important. <laughs> it's very important <laughs> from this era. Uh, psychology mm -hmm. is widely accepted and is gaining increased interest among the general public in Japan. There is a growing awareness of mental health issues such as stress, depression, and anxiety, leading to a higher level to concern for, for mental well-being. 
The media plays a significant role in spreading psychological knowledge through television, magazines, and the internet, making information about psychology and self-improvement easily accessible to a broader audience. Psychotherapy is becoming more commonly accepted in Japanese society as a legitimate and effective form of treatment for mental health issues. Counseling and therapy services are increasingly sought after by individuals seeking support and solutions for personal challenges. And the educational institution also contribute to the acceptance of psychology as schools and universities introduce psychology into their curricula and prioritize mental health support for students and staff. And additionally, there is rising interest in mental health awareness and promotion in Japan. With various organizations and experts, conducting awareness campaigns, seminars, and events to educate the public about psychology and mental well-being. While the general perception of psychology is positive, some individuals may still hold reservations or misconceptions about it, and reducing the stigma surrounding mental health remains an important goal to ensure more comprehensive mental health support and understanding in Japanese society. Okay, yeah, I'm glad to hear that um, there is also progress being made on that front. Also, that connects to your research as well, right? In the educational area, as teachers face a very high workload and stress and that has also must have reflected on their um, mental health situation right i think i saw that the the numbers of absences due to mental health issues has risen in this sector is that true it's true yeah it's true many 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 teachers absence now it's very large problem in japan and do you also see a change of uh, mm-hmm. mind uh, in in the teachers that are facing yes, I think so. uh, these stresses? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Um, so before we get to the end of the conversation, I would also like to have a sort of a look into the future a bit and maybe first on a more personal note, what um, is your outlook on the continuation of your career? Are you bound to stay in Japan now? And what would you like to uh, investigate further? <laughs> yeah, I do my best for Japanese society and uh, all over the world. <laughs> yeah, I try to do my best. Thank you so much. Okay. So, like, what is a topic that would really fascinate you to do a study about? Fascinating topics is uh, well. It's I. I'm interested in workers, workers' mental health. So uh, yeah, that's why I don't like 
working. So, <laughs> so I want to know how to, how to be more happy for work, work, workers, workers, mm. like, uh, teachers, expatriates, expatriates, wives. So that's my research motivation. Yeah, I see. <laughs> and if we also go on a more broad level, perhaps um, since psychology is also um, really long-standing in in Japan, mm. do you think um, there are still changes going on in the field, or has it become quite stable in what it researches and focuses on? Yes, I think psychology is not a major subject. In Japan, but uh, for Japanese society, knowledge from psychology is very important because many people bad bad mental health. <laughs> but uh, I think it's uh, it's it changing, still changing in Japan. So pers perspective is very bright, <laughs> right? It good good I think. Uh, I got that, yeah. So, uh, even though after all this time, you I mean it still has some um, room to grow. Mm. I think that is also not something limited to Japan, but um, something psychology is facing in many countries as well. Um, but I'm very glad to hear that the awareness is growing and perhaps room is being made for further developments. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, I'm very grateful for you um, to have come here and that you were open to talking to me and giving your insights on the psychology in Japan, which I think is um, a very intriguing topic. Um, I really like the, the course that you have taken in your research. So, yeah, indeed. So, um, I would end our conversation here. Thank you again to uh, share all these things and I will be back with another episode in two weeks. There we will go back to South Asia once more, talk to a researcher from Nepal, what's been going on in their country and how they use psychology to approach it. Thanks very much for joining in and see you until then. Bye bye. <laughs>